0: It is good to be back. I feel like I've been gone like for more than just two weeks. But um, I guess that just shows you how much I needed a vacation and how much, um, how much of a rest I did get on my vacation. Um, so the first thing I want to do is thank Sim for those messages the past two weeks. Thank you. Sim is so faithful. Um, Any time I ask. He's available, and that's, that's such a blessing. Um, so today's going to be a little bit of a combination of things. I'm going to talk a little bit, a very small amount, about the um, the Torah portion. And um, I'm going to concentrate on the word that the Lord has given us for this year. Um, you'll get a, a sheet in a minute, and I think what I might have to do is ask you if there's more than one in your household just to take one. I usually have one for everyone, but um, that's not going to work today. I will bring more next week. Um, At a most inopportune time, my um, printer decided to eat up all the paper, and so (laughs) it only allowed me to print, um, oh, I don't know, maybe 20 copies. So we'll, we'll see if we have enough for today, and I'll bring more next week. Um, So, I want to share with you that you know how God is so faithful and so amazing. He gives us a word um, every year. And I remember when I first, um, when God called me to this position, and uh, it was shortly after Rabbi Judy went home to be with the Lord, and I remember thinking, oh, well, you know, Rabbi Judy always got a word from the Lord, so I guess that's going to be over. And within days, the Lord had given me a word for the new year, and and that was so very exciting. So God's been faithful every year, and sometimes he makes us wait. And the Lord had me wait until December 30th for the word. Um, So I was getting a little anxious knowing that, you know, I'd be preaching a week from December 30th, and I didn't really have anything to share with you, although I, there's plenty in the Torah portion. So I, I wanted to share um, a little, you know, a little personal um, journey, a, a short journey in my life that happened on Shabbat last week. Um, I It was probably around the time when you all were meeting together to worship and get ready to hear a word that I was having my own worship time and my own personal time with the Lord. And the first thing that I saw um, was in my little journal. Every other page has a scripture. So the first thing that I saw was this scripture. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And of course, that's Jeremiah 29, 11. And I know many of you are familiar with that. And that just kind of instilled hope in me. And I thought, well, God has a plan for me. And he has a plan for the word. And if he doesn't give me a word this week, then maybe it'll be next week. And then I noticed, as I wrote the date down, that it was the 18th of Tevet. And 18 means high or life. And so I thought, what a great way to start a Shabbat um, newly coming back from vacation. So that is where I started. And as I was journaling, I was thinking about the day before. And the day before, which was Friday, it was my, our first day home from our trip. And I had so much to do, and there was so much on my mind. Well, about halfway through the day, I just have to say I was troubled by many things. Does that verse sound familiar to any of you? Troubled by many things? Anybody remember where that's from? Martha and Mary. And I've always considered myself a Martha as opposed to a Mary. I would rather be a Mary, sitting at the feet of Yeshua, not being troubled about many things. But Unfortunately, that troubling carried me through that whole day. So as I sat and began journaling on Shabbat morning, I thought, I'm going to look up that passage again in Luke 10 and reread verses 38 to 42. I'm not going to read them. You can read them later. And the problem was that Martha, this is the way it's worded in the New King James Version, being worried And troubled about many things, went and complained to Yeshua that her sister was not helping her, because her sister, instead of helping her, was where she should be, and where Martha should have been, sitting at the feet of Yeshua, because the Lord has always said, you know, don't worry about tomorrow, don't worry about. Even today has enough troubles of its own. So if we focus on where our focus is supposed to be, which is on the Lord, then we won't be troubled by many things. So I looked up the word worried, and it means to be distracted. Well, that's me. I can be so distracted by so many things. It also means to be preoccupied with things that cause us anxiety, stress, and pressure. And that's kind of what happened to me on Friday. I just kind of got into that mode where my mind was just kind of um, stressing on certain things that, you know, trouble my spirit and give me anxiety. And I looked up the word troubled, and it means turmoil. It also means cloudiness or haziness. And you know, when you're troubled, You have a haze or a cloud around you And you cannot focus on anything else And That's exactly what happened to Martha She could not focus on anything else But the fact that her sister was not helping her And that happens to us We get so Obsessed With the things that worry and trouble us That we can't see the Lord Right in front of us So I wrote, the next thing I wrote is that it doesn't need to be this way. Because I, and I'm just reading to you from my journal, because I am called to be still and know that God is God. And the crazy thing is, Shabbat morning, I woke up with that song in my spirit Be still and know that I am God. And it was like within, you know, a split second, I was like realigned where my heart and my spirit and my focus was supposed to be. I will tell you though, when I woke up with that song in my spirit, I just had a lightness. It wasn't like that heaviness and that, that um, uh, tr- troubled kind of murkiness, it didn't stay with me to where I woke up on Shabbat morning with it. God in his mercy just removed all of that from me and put that song in my heart so that I could refocus on him. And so I got up and I listened to that song. And it's not the one we listened to this morning. It's actually a very old one from the 80s um, by Stephen Curtis Chapman. And so I listened to that and then I decided that for my um, for my quiet time I was going to read the Torah portion for that day. So I began reading in Genesis 49. Well actually I I had read some of it so here I was up to this portion uh, Genesis 49. And God is so amazing in the sense that, you know, whenever I read a Torah portion, I'm thinking that, wow, I have to summarize this whole thing. I have to bring a complete message to you from, you know, whatever the beginning of the chapter is to the end of the chapter. And that's so unrealistic. I mean, I I did that for, (laughs) tried to do that for years when we were doing the Torah portion. And it just, talk about, you know, being just out of breath and not really focusing on any one thing. And so I'm reading this and I'm reading how Jacob, Israel, is blessing all of his sons. And I get to Issachar. And I read this about Issachar. Issachar saw that rest was good. He saw that rest was good. And that so resonated in my spirit that I just stopped right there. And I thought, let me look at this rest. So, there was a, um, a word wealth in the scripture for rest. In the Spirit-Filled Life Bible, there are these two very wonderful um, study aids. One is a word wealth, where it takes a word either in Hebrew or Greek, and it gives you the complete meaning and examples of it. And I love that. And then there's the kingdom dynamics, which explains a theme that maybe we're reading in the scripture. So there was this word wealth for the word rest. And of course, can you guess what I thought the word rest might be? I thought it might be Shabbat. But it wasn't. Instead it was the word menucha, which we sang at the very first song, Shabbat menucha. And I was thinking about that, rest, 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 rest. When God repeats something, he's establishing it. It's his way of establishing the importance of rest. Shabbat menucha, rest, rest. He's establishing that. And so I went on this journey with the word rest. And it led me to all of these other words. So I'm going to ask my husband to pass out the word for the year, which is? rest now could you raise your hand if you're just one of a household and then if we have extra then we'll give extra out yes you can rest while you're waiting for your word Well, no, because I find that people really don't pay attention. If they're busy waiting for their paper, and then they're going to look at their paper. That's okay. That's all right. Yes? It's both. So you'll see on your sheet when you get it, there are three words that God emphasized for the word Rest, three Hebrew words for rest. And you'll see when you receive it. And there's enough for for Shirley to have one. She doesn't have one. Thank you. Hmm? No, stop. Did somebody else not get one? Colleen. Oh, Colleen, okay. Thank you. Okay, so that first Hebrew word at the top of... Oh, first, wait, a I want to tell you something. You know, <laughs> I half expected, because I was listening to something, I don't know, it was probably a message. And I was hearing all these things about war and battle cries. And, you know, I was thinking about the scripture in Psalm 18 where it says he teaches my hands to make war. And I'm thinking, going into this year, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be something about warfare, something about the battle, something about the enemy. And then the Lord gave me this word, rest. And it may seem kind of incongruous to you that this word is our word for the year, especially after fire and glory last year, and now God says rest? That's That's absolutely assurance. And I have to tell you, you all know that whether it's the message or a word, I always wait for confirmation. And so the confirmation, and I asked the Lord on Saturday if I could have confirmation, I received confirmation on Saturday because um, my sister and her husband were praying over Chuck and me, and one of the scriptures she used was, be still and know that I am God. So I thought, okay, thank you, Lord. And then the other um, confirmation came when I received, well there was another one in between, I didn't write it down, but there was another one that came when I read The Jewish Jewels and how the Lord had given Jamie Lash a word for 2024 and it was from Psalm 90 and it was about beauty. It was, um, yes, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And again, to me, that was something that was just not, you know, when you hear all of the, the messages that are going on right now about the warfare and, and the battles in the spirit and the battles in In real life, you know, Ukraine, the war in Ukraine, the war in Israel, just all of these things, you'd think that God would want us, you know, honing our weapons and getting ready for the war. But a weapon of our warfare is rest. And one of the things that Jamie Lash wrote about in her um, newsletter for January was that about the beauty of the Lord being upon us, and that a woman who she was speaking with in a store, I think, um, just began speaking with her. And she said, you know, that was the beauty and favor of the Lord resting on me. And that's why the woman, you know, was able to speak with her, and why Jamie was was enabled by the Spirit to speak with her. And I feel the same way about rest. Because everyone's talking about what a... I don't know what word to use to describe the year that's ahead. A challenging year. I'm just going to use that word. A challenging year. Um, But if we're at peace and if we're resting in the midst of turmoil and troubles, that will be attractive to the people who are watching us in the midst of whatever is going to be going on. I don't know what's going to be going on, but I keep listening to all these voices, you know, in the Messianic community, in the Christian community, and there are very few words that are comforting or hopeful. Most of the words are, you know, bad times are coming, we're going to suffer persecution, but we can rest in the midst of it because God commands us to be still and know that He is God. And so I, I felt that for today that that is really where where, oh, I want to share one other thing about the word menucha, um, and it's on your scripture, it's on your paper. It's from Psalm 23.2, and of course, from Psalm 23.2, we were all singing, surely love and mercy, your peace and kindness will follow us all the days of our lives. And what I loved about this word, menuchah, is that it's the word for still in the word in Psalm 23.2. He leads me beside the waters of menuchah, the waters of quietness, The waters of stillness. And, you know, there's other places. We're going to be looking at other scriptures off and on during the month of January um, with this theme of rest. But what I really wanted to look at was the word still. And the word still, it's the third Hebrew word down. It's rafa. Well, this one is rafa. And it's to abate, to cease, to be still. And it's from... The root word, rafa, which is to cure, to heal, to repair, or to make whole. And we know the Lord as Adonai rafa, the Lord, our healer. And so the way I read that was that if we are still, if we allow God to be our rest, he's going to heal those places within us that are in need of a touch from his spirit. But we have to be still in order for that to take place. If we want to be made whole, we need to be still. If we want to be repaired, whether it's emotional, physical, mental, we need to rest. We need to be still. And so I do want to... uh, And, you know, I encourage you to to meditate on those scriptures. We'll talk about them at other times, but I really want you to turn over to Psalm 4610, which was one of our worship songs this morning. Because at the end of, not Psalm 46, just Psalm 46. We're going to look at that. Um, Psalm 4610 is, Be still and know that I am God. But Psalm 46, before we ever get to that place of God saying, be still and know that I am God, we look at what's going on. And what's going on is exactly what's going on in our world today. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And I love that the, another, an alternate translation is an abundantly available help in time of trouble. An abundantly available help in time of trouble. So if you're hearing all of these messages that are rolling around out there, come back here. God is an abundantly available help for us. And then the next verse, verse 2, is therefore we will not fear. If we, are, if we are afraid, then we're not resting. We can't rest if we are overcome by fear. And then the psalmist goes on to write this. Even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea... Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Selah. And when I see Selah in this scripture, I think this. Be still and know that I am God. Selah means to take that pause, to refocus on God. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved or she shall not be shaken. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Are you waiting for a breakthrough? It comes just before dawn. What is it? Mourning lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. This is our God. This is why we rest. Because he is the one who utters his voice and everything melts, everything stops under his jurisdiction. He is the God of all the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah, be still and know that he is God. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes the wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. What the psalmist is saying there is that. God knows what's going on on the earth. This doesn't come as a shock to him. 2024 is not going to come as a shock to the Lord. Nothing will be a surprise to him. And because it won't be a surprise to him, it shouldn't be a surprise to us. Because we are to be still and know that he is God. This whole psalm I think just builds up to that one verse. Verse 10 all of these things going on everything that would seek to take your focus off of me but I say be still and know that I am God. And one of the um, One of the definitions for still is rest. So God wants us to focus on him, on rest, on being still. On the other word for rest, which is Shabbat. In the midst of our week, we don't have to wait for Shabbat to have a Shabbat. We can have rest from our worries. He says, don't fear. He says, don't be afraid. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) And so it was this whole time of having a little Shabbat where God spoke all of this to me as I read Psalm 46 and as I meditated on his word. And all it did was come from this scripture about Issachar. Issachar saw that rest was good. We all need to rest and we can rest in the midst of our day. We can be very busy people and we can still rest because rest is all about focus. Focusing on the Lord. Focusing on his goodness. Focusing on his mercy and his grace. And you know in the midst of all of that, Issachar Issachar was not just a tribe of people who rested and saw that the land was pleasant. You know what else was written about Issachar? There were 200 leaders who had wisdom for the times and knew what Israel should do. They had wisdom. And I think about that, and I think that they learned the lesson well about rest. That in their time of rest, they could hear from God. They could get his wisdom, and that they would be able to know what they personally were to do and what Israel as a whole was supposed to do. And that same blessing is for us. We have the blessing of entering into the rest of God and in that rest being able to hear his voice, which is exactly what happened to me last Shabbat. I was taking my Shabbat rest and having my Shabbat quiet time. And he spoke to me. In the midst of my rest, he gave me his wisdom for the word for this year. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. This is the God who we serve. And so we're going to end our service today with Stephen Curtis Chapman's song, Be Still and Know That I Am God. And I just want you to listen to the melody and the words. And it's not about doing nothing. It doesn't mean that we do nothing for the year 2024. It means that we operate in God's rest. We operate in being still and knowing that he is God. In that song, that the Psalm 46 song, it talks about God is in control. Though oceans roar and everything is falling apart around us, God is in control and if we rest in that truth we will be able to operate in the power of the spirit throughout this year and all the years to come because all these words just build upon each other. So um, Lewis, if you could play that last song and if you could put those words up and then we'll sing the ironic Blessing.